Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you were to all of a sudden shout, you bored a-hole from over there, I would be distracted even though I'm trying to be a good professional and do my job. But never forget, before that, we are just human beings and it's very easy to be put off. This also happens to wrestlers that happen to be in a wrestling ring, which must be even worse because you've got thousands of people looking at you and these days you've got the internet will just go, <laughs> I saw that. I'm going to run onto Reddit Squared Circle and make sure everybody else saw it too. But my name is Simon Miller, welcome to What Culture Wrestling, and yes indeed, this is 10 times WWE wrestlers throwing, we're thrown off by the crowd. Number 10, Shawn Michaels. Well, this was just a really bad night for WWE. Because way back in 1996, in your house, beware of dog pay-per-view, which is still one of the worst names ever, the lights just went out, there was a technical problem, and this whole thing was basically cursed. It saw the whole arena plunge into darkness, which meant nobody there could really see what was going on. And if you were trying to watch on pay-per-view, well, you basically got blacked out too. It was so bad, the company had to re-air the entire event on free television. Just say, we're so sorry, please forgive us. Although by the time we did get to our main event, everything was good to go again. But this did not help at all, as the British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels soon found out. Understandably, the audience wasn't in the best spirit, so decided to wind these guys up. And at one point, the heartbreak kid decided he was having none of it. So even though Davy Boy Smith had him in a rest hold, he started arguing with someone in the crowd as if the hold that the British Bulldog had on wasn't actually applied. I mean, what was that about? This match also wasn't all that great too. So combined with everything we talked about, plus Michael's temperament, well, just don't even bother watching it. It is not fun. Number nine, CM Punk. When you lose your call, you lose your call. We've all been there. We all understand the red mist. The thing is, when you are in the public eye and this does happen, well, you really got to try and keep a lid on it. CM Punk found this out the hard way back in 2011 when he used a slur that nobody on this planet should ever be using and also turned his attention to a fan and called him her vagina. Now, I'm sure the fan said terrible things as well, but this was not a good look and not something anyone should be doing. Things were far more cut and dry a year later when something similar happened. But as CM Punk stood between the WWE universe, someone decided they were going to push the voice of the voiceless. And I'm sorry, but that is just something you don't do. And acting on instinct, CM Punk turned around and basically gave him a backhand fist 
So yes, it means he struck a fan, and you can just imagine how that went down. I do understand this though. If you are a professional wrestler, you don't know what the crowd does have or doesn't have. I mean, they could have a gun, they could even have a knife, and it's why when people get in the ring, everybody freaks out, because nobody knows what their intentions are. And also, if you are one of these people, don't do it, idiot. Surprise, surprise, no one paid a ticket to see your ass. It still wasn't a great look, because of course, Punk was part of the roster, but I really do think we can understand this. Can we all stop hitting each other? Unless it's in a predetermined context in a squared circle. Great Charlotte Flair. A more recent one, this, and potentially a situation where Charlotte Flair just decided, oh man, I'm gonna have some fun with my character. But what she definitely did, piss off the fans. I suppose the ironic part of this is that it did happen as soon as fans were let back into the buildings after the pandemic, but when they did start going, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, when Charlotte was in the ring, she just looked at them and she raised her middle finger and she flipped them all off. Whatever the reason for this though, it did work in some sense because it lit a fire under this audience and all of a sudden Charlotte, who was taking on Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank 2001, well, it had some serious heat. I bet if you went to Vince McMahon and WWE sponsors after this though, and said, well, what did you think of that? They would have gone, never let this happen again. Because we just living in very different times. Seven, Eddie Guerrero. There's a bunch of awesome stories about Eddie Guerrero, but some of the best come from the people that actually work with him in the ring who say, look, this guy had a temper and sometimes he just let loose in the middle of a match. As ever, it becomes almost endearing after you hear about how apologetic he was after the fact. But once again, it's that crazy red mist. When it hits you, you out of your mind. Once again though, this one is perfectly reasonable and it comes down to fans deciding to get in the ring. And this one was even worse because on the 10th of June 2002 on Raw, when Eddie Guerrero was having a ladder match, someone decided I'm going to drop the barrier, I'm going to get in the ropes, I'm going to stand on the mat and I am going to try and push Latino heat from the top of this structure onto the floor. What the flub were you thinking? Thankfully, Guerrero landed on his feet, and as soon as he did, he made sure he blasted this guy with a punch and a kick. And while the security and referees got rid of him, I wouldn't have blamed Eddie if he had just hammered on this guy for around about 10 minutes because you just don't do this. Are you insane? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You have paid your money to watch a wrestling show. The clue is in the description. Six, Jim Ross. I love these kind of situations and who knows what anybody else would have done. But at WrestleMania 18, the fans became the star of the show in a very different way when they decided they wanted to be transported back to 1988 and cheered Hulk Hogan like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It didn't matter that he was facing current hero The Rock, Hulkamania was back baby and that's all that matters, leaving Jim Ross on commentary somewhat stunned as of course we all were. And while he tried to keep it even for a bit before long, not even he could ignore what was going on because it was just so aggressive. So he did indeed start saying, oh my gosh, can you hear all these people? They're cheering Hulk Hogan like a mother. This is also why when JR was trying to sell it as a mixed reaction, you couldn't help but laugh. And I'm sure Vince McMahon was in his ear saying, damn it, make sure you say it's a mixed reaction. But that's like saying, I have a luxurious head of hair. Is anybody buying it? No, mostly because they can see their own reflection in my forehead. It does actually add to the experience though, because we were all feeling this way, and that's the whole point of having a lead commentator. But I would have loved to have shoved a microphone in JR's face right then and said, Matt, what do you think about what's going on? Because he would have gone, well, I don't know, pal, but it's nuts. Number five, Sami Zayn. When you first see the footage of Sami Zayn getting into a fan's face in a 2019 house show, you go, huh. Even when he is playing the bad guy, that doesn't really sound like Sami Zayn. And a few days later, the truth came out. Because iPhone footage was released of Zayn just yelling at this guy because said guy had decided to use a homophobic slur 
and Sammy was having none of it, which is just more evidence if you needed it that the former El Generico, maybe who actually knows, is a decent, decent chap. Other fans in the building also backed up this situation, and thankfully this individual was removed and hopefully never allowed to return. And here's a headline for you. If you can't figure out why this is wrong, you're a dick. Number four, Triple H, definitely a man, Shawn Michaels and the rest. Let's go back to November 2013 and a very special episode of Raw. Because Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were in the ring with essentially the entire roster as they tried to big up the fact that John Cena was going to take on Randy Orton and that we were going to unify the belts. Oodalally. This is what they should have done too because of course it's all about promotion. The problem being that none of the fans cared. This was 2013. So all they were interested in was chanting with Daniel Bryan, letting WWE know they loved Daniel Bryan, and that if WWE didn't push Daniel Bryan, they were gonna start taking over every single damn show. This was completely great for the onlookers like us because we all knew the deal, but Shawn Michaels and Mark Henry especially didn't appreciate it, so they tried to shut it down and absolutely failed. You then cut to a CM Bunk who was laughing his ass off, and people wonder why we like him so much. The game then tried to calm all this down with a swing and a miss insult because again, nobody was listening to him. They just wanted one message to get through to the powers that be, make Daniel Bryan the WWE champion or we shall riot. Number three, Batista. I really felt for Batista on this one because when he was making his grand return to the WWE, he told everyone that would listen, I really think I should be coming back as a bad guy, do the machine gun pose, do the machine gun pose. And he was told, nope, you gotta be a good guy, and then look what happened. Happening at the 2014 Royal Rumble, Big Dave had clearly been watching the product and realized, man, I don't wanna get in Daniel Bryan's way. So as soon as he did get in Daniel Bryan's way, do you know what happened when he was the victor of this 30-man elimination match? That's right, everybody booed. To the point, we started calling him Bootista. Batista still tried to celebrate as any victor would do, but you could just see all over his face, it was like reading a story. And the narrative was, of course, I told them this. Why don't they ever listen to me? Why the flubble sticks did I even come back? It did balance out eventually, and nowadays everybody loves Batista as you should. But why didn't we just listen to him to begin with? Wonders never cease. Number two, The Rock. And then it happened all over again. Talk about not learning your lesson. But fast forward 12 months to the next Royal Rumble and history did repeat itself. Audiences were still clamoring for Daniel Bryan and just wanted to give Daniel Bryan a hug. But Vince McMahon and WWE decided, no, we want to push Roman Reigns now and we're going to do that regardless. And to try and get away from the booze we know we're going to get, why don't we send out his cousin, The Rock? And did that work? Put your hands up if you think it did. Hand down, it failed. And look, we all know the deal. If we had just allowed Roman Reigns to be Roman Reigns, as Roman Reigns is being in 2021, he would have been a massive success. But we would try to create him in John Cena's image, and that's not what anybody wanted. So when Kane and the Big Show were beating up Roman, and all of a sudden the Great One was here to try and save him, you would presume that the fans would have gone, oh my God, it's Rocky, I love the fact he's here. But they didn't, because they could see what was going on. It was so damn transparent. And there was no two ways about this either. As The Rock did raise Roman Reigns' arm, you could see all over his face. He was like, oh no, I've completely blown it. I shouldn't have let this happen. And when he cut a post-match promo, this is not the confident Rock you're used to. He has clearly been rattled. The most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment even tried to distance himself from Roman Reigns, and that was damning. And honestly, WWE, a slap on the wrist for you. Just listen and learn. It really ain't that hard. Number one, John Cena. Right. Right, after all that, let's end on a happy note because in 2021, John Cena made his big return to the WWE. And I'm sure as soon as he heard do, 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 he was expecting the usual mixed reaction that he's gotten for the last 20 years. 
But that is not what happened at all. Instead, Cena finally took his place among wrestling's elite as every single person in that building cheered him and then they roared for him and then they supported him and then they celebrated him. And you just had to look at the man. His face could not have been smiling anymore because deep down in his tum-tum, he knew he finally made it. He even talked about this in interviews afterwards too, saying he expected some of the hate because that's just what he anticipated. But the fact that he only got love by Jove, he was happy to be back. And it really was a moment. If you haven't seen this, what are you doing? Go and change it now. This wasn't a one and done either as it continued to happen week after week after week, no matter what he said. And it was just a real treat to see how much it meant to the man who has basically given his entire life to the sport of pro wrestling. Somebody put his face on Mount Rushmore. Don't do that, it'd be a little bit weird, but you should take my point. You don't have to, it's completely your choice. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.